On this episode, Chris and I get to talk with Anthony Cofrancesco from PicFu. Uh, and we talked all about just these cool polls you can do with PicFu to just get great market research on everything. Images, A-plus content, titles, product research. I was really kind of blown away by this, Chris. Yeah, and we've heard of PicFu in the past, but we've never, both have never used it. And I always just thought it was just like your main image test. But you mentioned it there. There's a lot more you can test. Uh, packaging, logos, like these are big things to get to get done first. So you actually, you know, get the right message portrayed. And then he talked about uh, a big brand that did it and how much they, how much they increased their revenue. So yeah, just, something we need to look into. Yeah, just from a simple poll. Um, and we talk all about how you you think you know what's going to work, but until you have good market research, you really don't know. And you can get off on the right foot by doing this. So really fascinating. And he's really passionate about it. So it's really fun to talk yeah. to him. All right, let's dive into the interview with Anthony. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today, Chris and I are excited to talk all about split testing with Anthony Cofrancesco from PicFu. How you doing, Anthony? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, we're excited to have you here, and it's uh. You're, you're in Maryland, you were saying before we got on here, and it's stormy there. It's stormy here in Kansas City as well. So there may be some uh, thunder and lightning in the uh, background of the audio, but <laughs> that's all right. That'll, that'll make it more exciting. Some sound effects. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> well, we're excited to get you on. Um, in all honesty, Chris and I, I was telling you before, we, we have not used PicFu, but we've heard a lot about it, and we're just really interested to dive in and see what it's all about, see how you can help Amazon sellers, um, especially with just the concept of split testing different things that you can do. So we're really pumped about diving into that. But before we do, we'd love to hear the story of Anthony. So we want to know, just sort of give everyone a little background on you, how you got into uh, the e-commerce space and how you ended up with PicFu. Yeah, sure. So I've been in the, the e-commerce space for almost five years now. It all started when I was uh, when I was back in college. Um, I had kind of started. I was starting to go down the corporate route. Started to get into the entrepreneurial kind of space. And a good friend of mine taught me how to sell on Amazon. This was a while while back. And uh, we went to we got we were in the entrepreneurship club, and we got some free tickets. We kind of negotiated our way in as poor college kids to a, a conference in Orlando by a, a group called Startup Bros and, uh, you know, got to learn some cool stuff. And this was many years ago. And so um, at the time I was still going to college, I end up uh, getting an internship for Amazon. I get a full-time job offer and uh, wasn't really feeling the college thing, but wasn't quite, quite ready to do the entrepreneur entrepreneurial thing. And so I said to Amazon, I'm like, hey, I got this offer, but I I'm not going to finish. I'm just shooting straight with you. And they're like, we don't care. That's fine. And so before I started my full-time job, the same guy who had taught me how to sell on Amazon was like, hey, why don't you come move out to the Philippines for the summer and I'll really teach you. You can launch your first product. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I have some time. And I knew once I started working full-time, I probably wouldn't have time to really invest into launching a, a product myself. So I went out to the Philippines that summer, launched my first product, um, and then started working full-time for Amazon and had that kind of running in the background. 
And so I worked for Amazon for about a year and really loved that job. I have nothing at all negative to say about Amazon. It's a, it's a fantastic company to work for. Um, but the thing is, I really wanted, I had traveled a bunch and I really wanted that location independence. And so um, after working there for about a year, the same guy who had taught me how to sell on Amazon had a very small creative agency just for FBA sellers. And one day he gives me a call and he says, why don't you quit your job at Amazon, move out to the Philippines and help me scale this creative agency. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm a college dropout. I'm going to have to, I'm not going to, all my stock shares had invested, but I knew I'd end up regretting it. So uh, sure enough, I, the next day I put in my two weeks notice, moved out to the Philippines uh, and helped to scale that agency. So we worked on that for about two years and scaled it to more than 20 full-time employees. I uh, had a studio in Manila and did everything for the listing. Got to see hundreds and hundreds of sellers and help them with photography, graphics, copy, and video. And then at the end of 2019, there was a smaller aggregator. Now aggregators are very, very common and, and very big, but this was a smaller aggregator in, in Asia. And they approached us to buy the company and it was kind of a strategic fit in the right time and right place. So I exited that business. And how PicFu kind of gets involved in the story is towards the tail end of growing that agency, PicFu is a tool that we used heavily for our own clients to optimize main images. And so I had met the founders, Justin and John at Prosper Show the previous year in Vegas. And so, when we sold the company, I made a little bit of money, but not enough to like never work again. And PicFu was at the very top of my list. And uh, at the time, very few people knew about PicFu. It was kind of, if you went to advanced workshops, some people would be recommending it, but it wasn't widely known or used. And so I approached the guys at PicFu and I said, I'm a big advocate of this. I think this is the coolest tool that not many people know about. Let me come on the team and uh, I'll work on training material and working with our clients and uh, just getting the word out there. And so that's what I've been working on I picked food for the past year. So it's been a wild, kind of wild story, but that's that's it. There's a lot what? there, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I've got so many questions off the bat, just of your story. <laughs> um, kudos to you for just going for it though. I mean, I that's, that's sort of, uh, you know, the whole nine to five corporate lifestyle, uh, I'm fairly allergic to it myself <laughs> and, and it's that, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit and going for it. That's, that's really cool. And just pack, packing up and going to the Philippines. Talk, talk about that experience um, in the Philippines. So you launched your first product from there and you launched it in the U S marketplace. Yeah, it was a travel product in the U S market um, living over there, but that's the cool thing about FBA is it can be anywhere. And so right. yeah, we made it, made it happen. That's and are you still run? Do you still have your Amazon FBA business? You still running? Yeah, it's still, it's still running in the background. My business partner really handles the the vast vast majority of it. Um, and so I was never as much into selling physical products, and I was really interested in the service side of the business. That's always been really cool to me, and working more with clients rather than just selling physical products. But it's still there, and it's the, the past couple of years. It's you know obviously with COVID, but it's it's still chugging along in the background. And, and what'd you do at Amazon? What was all that about? What, what was the position yeah. there that you did? Yeah, sure. So I was working in my internship and my full-time job was working in fulfillment center operations and specifically in loss prevention. So I got to do the really, I found it to be a very exciting job of tracking down cases of vendor fraud and internal employee theft. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, like, do employees actually steal? And the answer is yes. The biggest case I ever heard of was someone stealing a quarter million dollars in iPhones. They did that over a period of two years. And so like when the associates are leaving the FC, there's someone searching their bags. 
uh, their lunch boxes. And this guy was really smart because he created a lunch box with hidden compartments. And every day over a period of two years, he would steal like one or two iPhones. And then so they finally caught it in the end. And that's kind of what led me to my intern project. When I was an intern, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we having guards manually searching the bag? So when I was an intern, I pitched a white paper on implementing x-ray screening into the fulfillment centers. And at, you know, at first they were like, no one's gonna go for it, but we ended up convincing them. And so if you're ever in an FC and you see an x-ray, that was my white paper. They're all over North America. <laughs> that's incredible. I uh, actually never really wow. thought about wow. the potential of a lot of theft in those warehouses. But now that you bring it up, it, yeah, you're I, making like 15 bucks an hour. If you, how many times are you going to see a you know very expensive product go by you before you start thinking like, hey, there's a thousand, you know, there's thousands of people working here. Is anyone going to notice if I take this? <laughs> it's very true. Maybe. Maybe that's where some of my uh, reimbursements have come from. Maybe someone stole my uh, inventory in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just like huge amounts of inventory deviation. I get a question a lot and people are like, how do they lose my inventory? And like, it would blow your mind. There would be like a pallet of laptops that someone would like misplace. And it's like a quarter million dollars. And then a month later, someone finds it and it's like, oh, they just put it in the wrong spot. Like it's, it happens all the time. <laughs> I've, I could believe it. I see that all the time where I'm out of inventory and then all of a sudden, like 50 units will pop in like a month yeah. later. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, I guess they lost those temporarily. And then somebody found them and they checked them back into inventory. Yep. That's fascinating. What a, that's pretty interesting inside scoop just to see sort of like how everything works inside those fulfillment centers. I'm sure it's really, really amazing what's going on in there. It's it's super cool. And I think where it's where it's helped me the most is you don't realize how efficient an organization could be until you see it at Amazon. And then when like when you're running a service business or even a product business, you're starting to look and you, you pick up things that they're doing. And you're like, how can I implement some slice of that into my own business? But yeah, it's really cool. So did you ever get any product ideas while working there? <laughs> yeah, the honest truth is yes, absolutely. Um, that was probably, you know, I didn't ever execute on any of them. I might have don't tell anyone this, but I might have like told some people, hey, you should look into this. But yeah. I would do a lot of walks on the floor and you would just kind of see like, oh, this is, uh, you could kind of get an idea for the trending products. Um, but yeah, so maybe if you ever want to, if you ever want to, if you're a seller and you want to uh, pick up a, a part-time job and you just want to be impacting <laughs> and picking and you're just like, you'll see that you'll get a lot of product ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay, let's transition now and let's talk about PickFu. Uh, sure. For everyone who's listening out there, give us just a brief overview of what PickFu does and how it how it helps sellers. Yeah, sure. So PickFu, what we call it is instant access to market research. And so market research is nothing new, right? It's been happening since the beginning of time. And major companies like Nike or Under Armour, when they launch a product, they're spending thousands on top of thousands and thousands of dollars to validate that idea in advance to make sure when they take something to market that it's actually going to work. And so the reason PickFu was created uh, a few years ago is that they were like, okay, well, most normal third party sellers or most normal small business owners, they can't access that level of getting customer feedback. And most people are going, and if they're trying to get feedback on their packaging or their product design, they're gonna go to their their wife or their their friend and say, hey, like, what do you think about my logo? What do you think about my packaging? And it's not very professional. You're gonna get biased answers. It's just not gonna work out well. And so they created PicFu as a way that you could take any creative asset, any idea, upload it into our platform, and then within a matter of minutes, start getting responses 
where people are not just voting on do they like option A or option B, but people are actually giving you detailed feedback as to why they chose that. And so a lot of business owners and e-commerce sellers in specific are using that to make better educated decisions about the direction of their products and the direction of their brands. So it's explain. So let's say I've got um, just to get the process down. Let's say I've got like a couple of main images that I want to see what would be the best for my listing. So I, I, what I said, I set up a poll. Is that what you call it uh, on PicFu? Yeah. And it's, then, walk it's, me through how it works. It's, it's super, super easy. So yeah, let's say you're testing different main images or let's say even you see that your competitors have some really interesting main images and you want to see which one is the best and you want to try to create something similar and potentially do even better. So what you would do is you would go onto Amazon, you download maybe two to three main images, some of the best looking ones. You literally upload them into the platform. Uh, it just takes a second. You just click upload, like uploading a photo. Uh, and then you type in your question and you say, hey, which image do you prefer for this, for this travel neck pillow, right? So just the question and then a little bit of context. And then you're gonna go and select your audience. So you can uh, click 50 all the way up to 500 people to answer the poll. And then you can even drill down into your target audience. So you could say, hey, I want people that are mothers or uh, age 45 plus, whatever it might be. And then you're just gonna click start, that's it. And so setting up the poll takes only about less than five minutes. It's really, really quick. And then once you, once you click start, you're gonna start getting answers pretty much right away, which is what's really, really cool. And then usually in about 30 minutes to an hour, somewhere in that time frame, you're gonna the poll is gonna be completely done, and you're gonna have 50 uh, a minimum of 50 responses of people telling you not only which main image they prefer, but the reason why. And so the process afterwards is really I say where the magic happens because that's where you're you're digging through the feedback, you're looking at if there's any trends in uh, the demographics of the people to see okay what does this data mean and how can I use that to go and create a better main image really interesting so where does where are these people where, where is your audience coming from how are you guys gathering this audience to answer these questions yeah so we use a third-party testing service we have more than ten thousand people on our audience and they're all currently based in the us right now interesting and so when you do so when you do this like I, you mentioned that with your agency before you were using PicFu a lot with your clients what kind of impact and results would you see when you've done some testing? Let's just focus just on like main images. When you're doing these testings, how, how does that improve um, the sales velocity or anything with, with what you're doing? Yeah, so back in the day, we were using this just for main images. We actually did a service where instead of delivering just one main image, we would deliver uh, two different options of the main image. We'd run it through a PicFu test, uh, and then we would create a, a third and final option based on that. And that was pretty dramatic. It was it was it was very helpful increasing the the click through rate. Back then, that was not many people were really talking about using PicFu for main image optimizations. Uh, since then, and this is why I wanted to come on with PicFu. Pretty much my only job is to sit down and figure out the use cases and kind of work with some of our bigger clients on making this happen. Um, we have a really great case study with a company that probably everyone has heard of called Thrasio. And they use PicFu to optimize their product packaging. So when they acquired this brand, it was called Angry Orange. It's a pet deodorizer. It was doing about $2 million in sales. And so they use PicFu to go through a bunch of packaging iterations, like a lot of packaging, a lot of different concepts. And they kind of narrowed it down, narrowed it down until they ended up with this really new bright orange bottle, really smart positioning of exactly what was 
uh, what customers wanted to see on the front of the bottle. And once they changed that product packaging, those the sales grew from $2 million to $20 million almost overnight. And now they use that. They've been using PicFu for a few years now. But um, and we've got a, a lot of really good case studies of showing like this. It really does work and it makes sense as to why it works. So it, you went it's from really two cool that it's not just yeah. Go ahead, it's, it's cool that it's not just main images. Like it's just not just like just testing the main image. It could be packaging logo. I've, I'm seeing some stuff here about titles as well. Yeah, it, what we say is every time you're making a major creative decision, right? Something that's going to impact your, your your brand or your listing. When you, when you get to the end of your creative process or even early on in your creative process, PicFu is really helpful to just make sure, hey, is what we're putting out, is there something fundamentally wrong? Is there is the message that I want my customer to get? Are they going to get the same one that I feel? Because the thing is for a lot of us, and we did another case study with Kevin King and one of his products uh, where we had four different agencies compete on creating a listing for him. Uh, it's called The Amazing Listing. You can check it out on YouTube. And what's really cool about it is you have like Kevin looking at his own brand and own product saying, we're going through the results on the PicFu. And he's like, I would never even have thought of that. Like I thought what I put out was good because a lot of us were just too close to our brands. Like we have some kind of attachment to it. And so you need that external perspective to really be effective, I think. This is interesting. Uh, Chris and I, we talk all the time about optimizing your listings. I mean, because we're dealing, we're talking to sellers all the time about their advertising and obviously your advertising performance will be hurt if your listing is poor, poor conversion rate. Uh, but this is kind of taking it a step further because our conversations are always like, well, yeah, you should have really high quality images. You, should, you know, you got to have all your main keywords in your title, et cetera, et cetera, going up through all the main things you have to do. But this is like, split testing, how can we get even more value? How can we make our images better, learn more about our audience? I think this is, there's a lot here. And when you said that that went from 2 million to 20 million, just on changing the packaging, that's that's pretty good validation. Of, of it's, work. And, and, think, and think why that makes sense too. This is a, it's a pet deodorizer. So the product is the product packaging, right? And so it was already a strong selling brand. It was already a high quality product. But if you go and look and you can see that video on our YouTube channel as well uh, with that case study, you'll see the old packaging and it's it's nothing special. It doesn't look great, but the new one is really good in every single pixel on that packaging. It's intentional that if there's information there, it's exactly what the customer wants to see. And so I think where I've seen the biggest gains in, turn of, in terms of conversion optimization is you think like when someone's shopping on Amazon, you need to be very efficient in how you communicate about your product. And if you lose someone for one second, people are shopping in this distracted environment. They're not gonna, the default isn't for them to buy your product. The default and how Amazon is set up is for them to bounce and to go and look at a competitors. And so if you really focus on sending strong messages and have a really good visual performance on your listings and someone lands on your listing and you don't give them a reason to leave, you keep them engaged throughout the entire listing and you communicate efficiently, your conversion rate's gonna go up, right? It's not rocket science. People, by the time they type in pet deodorizer, they know what they wanna buy. They will buy one. It's just a question of if they'll buy your product or they'll buy someone else's. What What are some of the things that you're, you're testing? I mean, and give us examples, because it sounds like you could test anything. You could write different bullet points. You could test them all out. What, what, what are you seeing when people do these very well? What are the things they're focusing on? Sure. So I can give you a quick rundown on main images. The biggest things that were the, the biggest thing we've seen is showing the product 
Showing the product in use from the first page of search results is incredibly effective. Having something that's eye-catching on there. Um, so uh, I'm thinking of a good example. Uh, an example I really like is uh, an apple peeler. So like it peels the skin off the exterior of an apple. And so if you just have that product on a white background, you're like, what is this? It's not super clear. But if you show in your main image this apple on it and it's peeling off the skin, the brain doesn't need to digest that. It's going to process that right away. On top of that, you have some bright green apples that are there on the side. It catches your eye. That's going to help increase your CTR. And you can test that. You can say, hey, which image is most eye-catching? Which one is most appealing? Which best communicates what the product does? Uh, for product packaging, the name of the game there is having something that's visually impressive, but it's quickly communicating what is this product. So with Angry Orange, what was very effective is they made their brand name very small, but they made the words pet deodorizer very, very big. They showed a little picture of a dog and a cat. And so again, you got to think the brain is always processing visual information. So like, what can I do to reduce friction and have the brain say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Let me click in. Um, for infographics, the biggest thing that we see is people trying to test the function of the graphics. So like, does this graphic quickly communicate what I want it to uh, in, in a reliable way. And so what I think about this is like the five second test. If I were to show an infographic to someone for five seconds and pull it away and say, what was the point of that graphic? If they have something dramatically different to say than what I uh, am looking for, then a customer shopping is gonna do the same thing. So like if I have this podcasting mic here, and this is wired, but just imagine it was wireless. Um, I might come up with a few different versions of a graphic. Let's say a big objection for this product is, will this wireless microphone connect with the device that I want? And so I'm going to go get a few different versions of a graphic, all trying to focus on compatibility. And I'm going to say which of these is most clear in demonstrating the easy pair function of this wireless headset, right? Because I want to see like, okay, which one of these, if someone's looking at this, is going to be like, yes, that's got what I look for. I don't need to go anywhere else. Let me let me click add to cart. Oh, uh, Chris, you're muted. <laughs> Technology. So I know we probably need to use the tool and figure this out, but. Do you get any type of like feedback? Like if somebody does the poll, are they saying like, maybe you should move this object in the image to over here because I, so I can understand it better? Or is it just straight polling of images? No, that's, that's the really cool thing is people aren't just voting, hey, I like this infographic better. They're giving you detailed feedback. And sometimes what's really cool about PicFu is one of the responses or a few of the responses might be like, what the heck are you doing there? Like this doesn't, I don't like this at all and you didn't even see it from that perspective or they make a suggestion, why don't you change it? And, and that's really where I don't care when I'm running a poll, I don't care so much about which one won, I wanna understand why that one won and what can I use that information for to make better decisions in the future. It sounds like how you word the question is really important too. Like you could be wording it, which image do you like better? Or you could be wording it like you said, which one of these conveys compatibility the best, you know, or what? And so do you guys, when you're setting these polls up, uh, is there like preset templates of like common questions that are asked or how do you know how to ask that question? Yeah, that's one of the big things we worked on. And, and when I first got there, I was like, look, so many people are writing these questions where it's just like, which image do you prefer? And I was starting to see early on that when I started working there that if you added some context into the question, it was really helpful and you were actually getting better feedback as well. And so one of the things we launched maybe about six months ago is we do now have question templates and you can say, hey, I'm in e-commerce, I'm trying to optimize, uh, we call them our nouns, so like uh, product packaging or a main image or copy, and then it gives you suggested templates. The other thing I'll say as well is we have a really strong customer success team 
they're just sitting around hanging out and all they do is they just hop on calls. And so you can either chat in or you can schedule a call and they'll literally help you build your question. It doesn't cost anything to do. And uh, it's really helpful, especially when you're starting off. Once you've done like 10, 15 polls, it's smooth sailing, you know what to do. But a lot of people get very nervous because you know, I've never done market research before. Most people never have. So it's a little bit confusing when you first start, but once you get it, it's very easy. This is big. I think you can, like, you need to do this, especially if you're creating a logo or packaging. I mean, if you're going to take this seriously and sell on Amazon, this, this can make or break you as far as getting the right message across to the right audience. So super, super important to make sure you have the right the logo design packaging because you can confuse customers and they only got like two seconds before they go on to the next one. Yeah. And, and I guess what I'll say there is, look, when you're selling, when you're selling a product, you have all of these different things in your business that are really important that you get right. Right. And you're not going to skimp on your product development costs or your inspections or, or uh, your three PLs. You're not going to say, Hey, Amazon's charging me fulfillment fees. Why don't I try to ship everything myself? Like you don't do that. You let you, you do it in a correct way. And where I see a lot of sellers go, especially with creative, and this is newer sellers. I think bigger sellers are starting to realize how important this is. But if you look at like major companies, they're not just throwing money at market research because they think it works. It's because this is just like marketing. This is something that they've allocated in the business and they're saying this should should happen. And so I think it's uh, it's not only a good insurance policy, but it does have a, a legitimate upside as well. I can see this being really important. I mean, I can see a use case for me right now is I'm bringing, I'm reinvigorating products that I've been selling for a long time. Okay. And, and, and have had issues with them, more competition, et cetera. This is an opportunity to test different things to see how we can make these products sell better now um, without just doing the basics. Like, Oh, maybe I need, need to take a better picture, but maybe really dig in, find out, do you like what my competitor's image better than mine and why, you know, exactly. and, and figure out ways where I can sit. So this is interesting to me a lot. Now, what about at the beginning? Are people using this when they're in product research phase? Like, yeah. can I make set a poll? Do you like green or red better of this product? Which one should I source? I, I would highly recommend doing that. And there, there's a few reasons why it's because you got to think like what I try to think is like, OK, what's a, a list of prioritization of where I'm spending the most money? And if I get something wrong, it's either going to take me a lot of money to fix it or it's going to take a lot of time to change it. And so a lot of people, they're launching products. They do the product research, but they don't actually go and pre-validate. And so that's one of the biggest things that we say to do, probably the biggest ROI. A good example I like is like, let's say you're on Helium 10 or your product research tool, whatever it might be, right? And you're going and you see that breakfast in bed trays, these like wooden breakfast in bed trays are a hot seller. But then you have like a light wood grain and a dark wood grain, right? Like that would be, you know, and you run it through PickFu and you see that there's a strong preference towards one or the other. That would be something you don't want to get wrong. Another good example I like in terms of product validation is let's say you're selling party supply kits. A good example I like is they had these eco-friendly party supply kits. I ran a poll before COVID and I was like, what quantity would you like to purchase these in? And people were saying a hundred pack. And then I changed that up and did the poll recently. And people said they would either prefer to get a 12 pack or a 24 pack of these. And so you think like if, and I knew a, a, one of our past clients sourced this product, they picked the wrong quantity and it wouldn't matter what they did. It was just not the quantity that people wanted to buy for this gender reveal kit or whatever. And that is like a fundamental thing to do. What that person had to do is they had to pull all of their inventory to FBA. They had to repack it. They had to change all of their branding around it. 
And if they would have just figured out beforehand, what do people want? Last thing I'll say, because I know I'm rambling here, but like product inclusions, especially for new sellers, is something that people really get wrong. They're like, hey, I'm going to sell this product. I'm going to throw in a piece of plastic and I think people are going to love it. And a lot of the times, like a good example is you're, let's say you're selling leggings and then you want to add in some fitness resistance bands. We ran that through a PicFu test and a lot of people were saying, I don't even work out in these leggings. I just wear them they look good. So you think you're like, oh, this is going to be my differentiator and no one cares about your fitness resistance bands. You know what I mean? It's very common. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> This is this is cool. I mean, I, first of all, I love your passion about uh, all this. It's, and ramble away because we yeah, uh, are very happy with all all this information. Uh, but you're you're getting me pretty excited about doing some different testing on these products uh, just to see what's going on. I, I can think of another use case because I this is where I I did get burned. Uh, I had a product and I launched four variations at the same time, all different colors. And when I sourced it. I, I got a thousand, 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 thousand of each yeah. one. And one just sold out like almost immediately. Another one, I, I still have it. <laughs> yeah. And I, if you did a poll, you could probably get that percentage down exactly right. Like you'd say like 20% needs to be pink and 80% needs to be gray or whatever. I think that would be an interesting way to get your variations right. If you're, if you're launching new variations, please run it through PickFu. Like spend the 50, spend the $100, just get it done. And you'll save yourself a lot of headaches in the end, I promise you. What's the weirdest thing you've seen asked on PickFu? <laughs> you know, we always get that. We had, uh, you know, the story that I'm allowed to say is so our founder, and this isn't weird, this is actually kind of functional, but he tested his child's name. Now he didn't do it. <laughs> it sounds bad when you say that, but he was actually really worried because he wanted to make sure his child wasn't going to get bullied for having a strange name. And so he put it through and was like, hey, what do you think about this name or something along the lines of would you bully him? So it's not like a strange application. I'm still waiting for when someone is actually like maybe having a dispute with their wife. And you're like, I want to do Andrew and I want to do this. And they're running it through pick through. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, there is some interesting ones. Yeah, but that's the one I can tell. I mean, this goes, to, uh, you can do everything. I'm, I you can mean, do anything. Yeah, this is not just even Amazon based. I mean, you could say which website layout is a better layout. I mean, I'm sure you're testing everything. Yeah. And, you know, e-commerce is one of our bigger verticals, but another one that's almost as big now is mobile game development. So uh, we've got pretty much all the large game manufacturers. And imagine like you just launched the new a new game. What's your app store icon going to look like? Right. And what's going to encourage people to actually click in? And they go through so many changes and iterations. But when you're when you're working at these big volumes, if you can have a marginal increase by saying, you know, they all look the same when you're looking at it from an external perspective. But when you look at the feedback, it, you know, it's there's some serious gains just in something as tiny that you're going to see as an app store icon. They got to get that right because that, oh, that yeah. is if they get that wrong, they're not going to get any clicks. That's big. I think they've, they've invested so much time and money on launching this game. This is something that's like the last little point of contact. You want to get it right. Your title, you want to get it right. Have you have you seen? I mean, you mentioned it kind of before earlier, but what's like the biggest discrepancy you've seen from what the person thought would be effective to what it is? Like, I mean, because if you have a, I, I just can see this, you make a main image for your product and what the poll is, is like something completely different that is attractive. I mean, are you seeing that a lot where it's like the initial thought of the product developer or whoever it was way off what the end design looks like? It happens all the time. It happens with my own products. Like I think we're putting because I've done a lot of creative direction. I consult for it now, and um, you know, when I was back at the agency, 
it's like all the time I would have something that I think is really, really great. And, I'm, I'm, and you know, I get very passionate about things. So I'm like, this is the one and we put it through and it, it falls on its face, but it's almost better like that. Cause it's a little, it's not even like a humility check anymore. You're actually looking for that. You want to be proven wrong because you know, that's the reason you're using the tool, but yeah, it happens all the time. If someone wants to get started, what's like the first thing they would test? Like if I want to do this now, doesn't I both sell on Amazon? What would you recommend we test right away? I would highly recommend, I think product packaging is some of the best gains you're going to make, especially if you're selling a consumer package, good, a supplement, anything like that, a giftable item product packaging. I think not enough people focus on really good packaging. It's also kind of works hand in hand with your main image, main image uh, regulations. TOS are pretty strict. You can't have text, but you can have text in your main image. So I think it's one of the really valuable things that not a lot of people are focusing on. It's also one of the things that you're not going to change often, right? So this is like, if there's a long cycle, there's a high production cost to getting this done. Product packaging is like a slam dunk in my mind. You're probably never going to go wrong with investing in your product packaging. We'll have to use this. We're doing a series now where we're launching a product from scratch, um, and we're going to have packaging. We're going to have logos. We're going to have to we're going to throw this into our our video content. Good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we may we may have to bring you on the show. Help you can help us uh, write some. Set of it stuff. up. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, this is okay. My my eyes have been opened a little bit here uh, to to something I wasn't thinking about a lot because I mean you think about market research and you think that that's that's the world Nike lives in and they're you know they've got teams that are doing this but you're you're making really good market research affordable for startups <laughs> and for yeah. it's really this is really cool. Yeah, and it's super cheap. It starts at a, uh, it's just a dollar per response, a minimum of 50 responses. I don't know if we have like an affiliate code, but we can definitely get one. You know, I'll, I'll follow up after. We'll probably just make it like, uh, you know, the the name uh, right yeah, there. Sure. And so we'll set it up. And like, if people haven't used it, we'll give you 50% off of your first poll. So as little as 25 bucks to get started. It's a good investment. Wow. It does work. That's yeah. generous. Well, we'll put that in the show notes uh, when we launch it for sure. So everyone can use that code. All right. So anybody who's interested right now, what, what do they have? What do they do? They just go to pickfood.com. I'll, I'll have our affiliate manager get it set up right now, but you're just going to go to pickfood.com slash Celizo, or you're going to just use the code uh, Celizo at checkout. and You'll get 50% off your first poll if you're a first time user. Real quick. I'm on the site now. It says yeah. things are changing June 3rd. Any sneak peek? Oh, peak? it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is, but we've been working on something for quite a while. We've actually have two really big projects coming down the pipeline. The The founders at PickFu are very tightly guarded. We don't say anything in advance, but you're going to hear about it. And uh, it's just going to help the user experience be much better for, for everyone. And that's that's what we've really been focusing on over the past years. We know not many people are familiar with market research. And so the whole thing was like, how can we democratize it, not just from cost, but making it accessible and easy for everyone to use? So you'll see that coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's about a week away. And for those listening, he got real excited when I brought it up. So there's something, yeah. something good's going on. Something's good. Something good's going on. Uh, well, we'll have to have you back on in the future. You can talk all about uh, everything that's happened with Pickfield. Obviously, this I'm sure the space is changing all the time, and you're adding all kinds of great stuff. So we'll get you back on, and we'll definitely we'll reach out to you after this. Talk about our YouTube series with the product launch that we're doing. Uh, we will definitely incorporate some of this polling into it. Uh, I think that's gonna be definitely help us uh, have success with the product we're launching. So we'll get you back on again. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been a blast. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin and Chris. It's been, it's been fun and hope to work with you guys again in the future.
<laughs> Will do. And everyone that's listening, go to pickfood.com. You can use that code uh, Solozo that Anthony mentioned to get. Oh, man, I put you the name. I knew it. I was like, so, but it's got it. You it had happens. it. You had it. it yeah, yeah. It's all good. Uh, so go, go there and uh, use the code, the discount code to get 50% off your first poll. And for everybody listening, if you're listening on a podcast right now, make sure you subscribe so that you are notified when we have new episodes. We go live almost every single day with a new podcast episode. And if you're watching us, make sure you subscribe to either our Facebook page or YouTube channel and turn on notifications so that you see us when we go live with awesome people like Anthony and just open our minds to all this market research we can do now. So it's really cool. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Anthony, for joining us, and we'll see you next time.